Fun with Failure is a member of the Queen City Podcast Network, powered by Ortho Carolina. Find out more at queencitypodcastnetwork.com. Hi, welcome to Fun with Failure, a podcast where we laugh with and at you about your flaws, fears, and failures. I'm your host, Dr. Alexis Carrero. Let's have some fun. Our guests today are husband and wife team Emmanuel and Adrian Threet. They are the co-founders of Hope Vibes, a nonprofit that serves the homeless community in the Charlotte metro area. Adrian had the idea for the organization and shared a video on social media about the specific challenges women face while living on the streets. Emmanuel, formerly a special needs teacher and police officer, aims to bring hope to the lives he has the opportunity to influence. Emmanuel was recently a finalist at Seed 20, a nonprofit pitch competition supported by Social Venture Partners. In March, he pitched an idea to almost 1,000 people at the Knight Theater as part of the competition and raised $5,000 toward his goal. The idea he pitched was the Hope Tank, an eco-friendly mobile shower and laundry center to support the homeless population in Charlotte. Their goal is to create an environment that promotes dignity and hope, giving their guests a renewed sense of purpose. Hi, folks. Welcome to the show. Thanks for being here. Good to be here. Emmanuel, we met earlier this year because I actually led the pitch workshop Mm -hmm. for the class of Seed 20 uh, for my day job. I'm Mm -hmm. a pitch presentation and public speaking coach. And Susan Daniel, the executive director, asked me to come and help out. So then I came to see the actual event at the Knight Theater and you were so great. <laughs> Appreciate it. Yeah, it was so fantastic. You just felt so comfortable. You're in the flow. It was poetic. It was powerful. And I could tell you put a lot of work into it. Can you tell me a little bit about what it was like being on stage in front of a thousand people? Actually, the night of on stage, doing the pitch live right there, almost it was like a like a, some like air. It was it was interesting because I was super 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 nervous before. Um, going out like, oh my gosh, um, and walking out on stage, looking at everybody, and then actually doing it, it was like, wow, this is really, really cool. Like I had never, I had never, p- like pitched or did anything like that, like that in front of that many people, um, and so it was just, I was like, wow, this is, I want to, I might want to do this again. Like, yeah, I, it, it, it was, right. it was really, really cool, really, really cool. Yeah, some people have that experience where they sort of feel in the zone. I get like that when I'm on stage. It's yeah. like, oh, this feels good for some reason. Yes. Which is weird because for other people, it might feel bad. Because Adrian, <laughs> I noticed that you were at the pitch competition. So not a fan? I mean, I. so for me, the, the pitch moment, I was up on the, the side balcony yep. um, trying not to pass out because I was like <laughs> so super excited, like... The guy next to me, he was like, don't worry about filming. I'll film it. You just, you scream and don't pass out. And I was like, okay, make sure I don't fall over either. (laughs) Um, But I do kind of get that rush though when I'm speaking in front of people, like a crowd of people. I'm nervous before I get started. And then once I'm up there and I get going, it's like, man, this is like, this is like bringing life to me. Like it's fun. Yeah, it's great. Also, I always think it's a great indicator that you're where you're supposed to be. Mm-hmm. If you get energized, mm-hmm. you know, by talking about the stuff that you love and mm-hmm. connecting with people with about something that you love and you're passionate about, especially I'm sure for you guys, since you're really focused on helping other people, right. then all of a sudden it's not just, oh, I'm nervous up here, but I'm up here to help yeah, other yeah. people. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That was that's exactly how I felt. It was I remember, so I obviously practiced the pitch a billion times, Of right? course, I could tell. And there was a part that, no, like, it was weird because nobody, that when I did it before in front of people, nobody responded to this certain part when I said the Hope Tank name. Yeah. And so in the actual, on the night of, when I said the Hope Tank name, there was a response that I had never, ever, like, in front of anybody yeah. had received. And it, it kind of caught me off guard and it took me, just, it was a brief second where I was like, well, hold up. That's that was different. They started laughing. Yeah, they laughed at and they laughed, but it was a good. It wasn't like laughing at, but it was right, a good laugh. Yeah. It was a response, and I was just like, "Oh man!" It just, I don't know. It just helped even more. Like, "Oh man, they're they're into this, and this is great. This is really cool." Yeah, so, that's yeah. the beauty of a live audience, man, because it's so it's it's exciting, and you don't know what to expect. But sometimes they give you more than you mm-hmm. even thought. Yeah, and that's exactly what happened. It was like 
I had never like nobody through the C twenty through the, yeah. my my conversations or even sharing it with family or whatever. Nobody had responded to that. I guess because people had heard it, heard the mm-hmm. name, and so when actually sharing the name, I was like, oh, it was like people <laughs> grabbed it. And was like. Okay, the hope tank, yeah. Yeah, well, who doesn't want to dip in the hope tank, right? Like, Seriously. I'm still doing okay, and I still feel like I need to dip in the hope tank. That's just a good name right there. It makes people feel good. I, I, that's the purpose. That's the goal. And see, it's funny because some people view it as like a tank, like a tank of water. And that's a, honestly the one that we were thinking about, like, oh, this is what this hope tank. But some people was like this military vehicle just... Oh, bulldozing right. down the street, blasting hope to people. <laughs> I <laughs> so, went to this one kid's class, and there was yeah. a little kid asking, "Is there going to be like a little, um, uh, like a cannon on top, yeah. with, with a blowing soap at people?" <laughs> so, <laughs> oh, bubbles! You can yeah, blow like bubbles, bubbles at yeah, people. Yeah. It's like I didn't have thought about that, but appreciate that. Well, it's funny because when I think about it, and I was thinking about it this morning, getting ready. I just kept singing, ain't nobody, don't ask. <laughs> yeah. Like, I'm just picturing so you, like, so, so fresh as the clean, yeah, yeah. like out the speakers Yo, as you drive uh, by. Like, who uh, doesn't want to come up to that mobile vehicle exactly, and hang exactly. out? Exactly, that's what I'm talking we'll about. write that idea down. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah, I know. I'll get outcast on the phone and see if we can clear it for you. Hey, yeah. let's get it. Let's get it. This sounds like a great idea. So you and I hadn't, I guess, officially met the night that I did the pitch mm-hmm. workshop. Because after I did the p- pitch workshop for everyone, they whisked you off. And yep. then you guys were like, started working right yep. away. Yep. But after the event at the night theater, I went up to you guys. And because you were had your tables and you were talking to people. And I walk up. And I wasn't sure if you remembered me. And you were just like, I know mm-hmm. you. Yep. You're the Sasha <laughs> Fierce yep. lady. <laughs> This is so cool because because that was like obviously you said a lot of things but like that moment about Sasha Fierce and Beyonce it was like that's that's it like if I'm nervous at any point just remember on when I hit the stage I could become a different person and yeah. like it's like you know that's the the night and day of how this thing worked it was it was like yeah. 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 So at the <laughs> when, at the workshop, I told people, you know, like, okay, if you're nervous, just think about Beyonce. Beyonce has an alter ego that she calls Sasha Fierce. So when mm-hmm. she feels like she can't get up on stage and bring it, she becomes Sasha Fierce. Mm-hmm. So if Beyonce can have an alter ego, y'all can have an alter <laughs> ego too and just play with it and have fun yeah. with it. So I thought it was, no one's ever pointed at me and said, you're the Sasha Fierce. <laughs> that was like such a cool moment. I was like, oh my God, this is great. <laughs> She's like, I am. I <laughs> am. Yes. I am. I was like, oh my God, I just won C20. <laughs> Thank you so much. That's great. All right. So I want to get into your performer background also a little bit. Because y'all, because at that, when we were chatting, you said that you have a background as a performer. Mm-hmm. So before, and I also want to get into your background as a special needs teacher and a police officer. Y'all have some, y'all have some stories buried deep within yeah, you, which yeah. I love. But before we get into all that, and also talking about your flaws, your fears, your failures, y'all, you know, I know we just met. It's kind of an, you know, I kind of <laughs> want to ease into yeah. the conversation a little bit. Um, I want to do a lighthearted lightning round Alrighty. with the two of you. So what are your superpowers? It's just something that you're really good at. I let ladies go first. <laughs> what? So nice. She's like, since when? That's right. right. <laughs> hmm. I don't know. I think my superpower is like, I think one of them is compassion. Like, mm. there's just the ability to, oh. like, love on see, people. See, now you just. I'm, no, I'm you not. ruined the moment. I didn't man. ruin it. I didn't. You ruined it. <laughs> so we started the failure segment early. You fell. <laughs> Yeah, we just started the fail segment. Husband fail number one. Fail. Embarrass your wife. Uh, well, I would think empathy too. I would yes. think compassion and empathy because those yeah. two things go hand in hand. And it seems like with your idea for the organization, it was very empathetic yeah. and compassionate of you to start. Yeah. yeah. Okay, what about you, sir? Um, I think my superpower is uh, I can just do stuff, like fix stuff. Like oh, almost nice. like a like a like, like like on scandal like the Fitzer not like scandal like oh the that's creepy yeah that is creepy but no you no, just no. murder your competitors <laughs> it's like he's wow. the only one on stage <laughs> what happened I know really what happened to the Fox no wonder he, lady oh stop <laughs> no wonder the he Fitzer. won <laughs> but no like like handyman around the house no not I mean kind of but. 
because I have your wife here. Yeah. We can yeah. check. I'm not. I'm not that handy. <laughs> okay. I, I can fix that. It's almost like when I, I can see problems and then come up with solutions to how to fix those problems. Oh, almost, nice. almost like, and it's weird because it, it can be like not even fully knowing about the issue, but just there's a solution. Oh, yeah. How about this? Try this, and it's typically good. Oh, that's great. Yeah. Yeah, that comes in handy. Yeah. That is a superpower if yeah. you can see solutions everywhere yeah. instead of problems. Yep. Yep. So what about kryptonite? What are y'all's kryptonite? <clears throat> can I tell you what his kryptonite is? Oh, oh that goodness. might be fun actually. Oh, Y'all my. can do each other. Oh, there you my go. Goodness. Yeah. Here we Let's go. Do it. Well, you tricked her into being I, here. I, I so did. I did. you need to let her answer something. <laughs> Yeah, his kryptonite is onions. Oh man, what really oh. put me out there like that? <laughs> you brought me in here. You did. Okay, I did. So okay. tell me more. They make him sit, cry, sit or oh. they oh, they make me cry. <laughs> oh no. Oh yeah. Okay. I've almost died a couple of times in bed at night <laughs> with the covers over my head, and then oh yeah, yeah. That's why separate bedrooms sometimes yeah. is a good thing. Yeah. Okay. But sometimes he's compassionate, and that's right. He'll sleep downstairs. Yep. Oh, that's a good man. Yeah, man. I'm here for you. Okay, now, are you going to let him tell your I'm kryptonite? I'm not going to say anything. She, she just put you on blast. <laughs> I'm not going to say anything. What you, I'm, What's my kryptonite? My, your kryptonite is me not saying nothing. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not digging me a grave. <laughs> See, now we're out of the failure section of the podcast. You just won. That was fun. You just won that one. Yes. <laughs> Round one. It's a tie. Hmm. Uh, what about, do either of you have a definition of failure? I think my definition of failure is not putting any action towards something. Like if that's, you failed if you didn't try at all. Hmm. And so like you, my thing is you can't fail um, at life, at anything you put your, you want to do if you at least try to do something towards it. Like it's a part of it. It's a part of the solution process is actually failing. Um, yeah. Yep. And so that's my definition. You have to, if you fail, then you didn't even try. Yeah. That's great. That's a great way to think about it. And it's so, it's funny too, because I see your son over your shoulder there spinning in circles on his chair. <laughs> is that something that you're passing down to him? Yes. And like, how do you talk to him about that's failure? Exact, that's, that's exactly it. I mean, we have instilled in him early that if you want to do something, then you at least try to try to do it. And, you know, he'll say, oh, dad, I, I did blah, blah, blah. And I tried. And I'm like, well, I'm glad you tried. But sometimes even trying, it's you have to take it to another level because you might not have did it. You might not have completed it or, or actually solved that problem. And so taking it from I just tried to actually let me solve keep it. Trying. Keep trying. Yeah. And so... Failure to me is just a step in the process of solutions. Yeah, that's great. It's great to learn that early too yeah. and not be afraid of it. Yeah, yeah. Um, all right, I want to ask about your power songs. So when you're facing a tough challenge, do you have a go-to mm. song that makes you feel great, that makes you feel powerful, that makes you feel like you want to tackle the world? I have a song. All right, tell me. It's called This Girl by Lauren Daigle. And it's like, this girl is on fire. Oh, yeah. I'm like, yeah, that's me. <laughs> I don't know. It's like, it kind of motivates me. Like, I can take on anything. Is that Alicia Keys or no, Lauren? Lauren Daigle. Lauren Daigle. Okay. Yeah. Awesome. Is it a remake, though? Lauren I don't know. It might be a remake. I don't know, but it's dope. It is dope. I like listen to it on repeat. I've heard it on repeat. Yeah. In my house. <laughs> In my house. Over and over. <laughs> you validated my statement. Yeah, it is yeah. true. It is true. Very true. <laughs> I think mine, there's a song by KB. He's a, a Christian artist, Christian rapper. Um, gosh, I, it, it, the lyrics fully slip my mind, but it's the- The No Chains. Yeah, The No Chains. Yeah. Uh, that song is like my, my workout song. Like like when I'm, okay, so I don't really work out. So that could be another kryptonite of mine. So, But I want to. Like I have an idea of what my body's supposed to look like, but- it doesn't ever work that out that way. And so, but whenever I put that song on, I'm like, I'm going to go 
work out. <laughs> today is the day. Or I'm to get my Idris that, Elba on. That's right. I'm about to, about to look good. Yeah. Like, come on now. You're James it's, Bond that's on right. now. That's right. That's right. And so when I put that song on, it's like I'm motivated. But then it's only like three minutes. So then it quickly goes away. That's when you use that repeat that's button. A, yeah, you know. <laughs> Certain songs just make me feel like I'm already in shape. Night, yes. You know, it's yes. like you just put it on, you're like, damn, yes, I just feel so good. I feel like I look like Beyonce. But I don't. <laughs> I don't. It's all in perspective. It right. so is. It really is. So one of the reasons I asked is because I'm gonna put us I'm putting a Spotify list together. Oh yeah. yeah. So everyone who comes on and has their That's song, cool. names a song, it's That's gonna be cool. on the fun with failure Spotify list. That's so, awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Um do you think there's anything fun or funny about failure? Um, the fail videos that I watch, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> they they suggest yes. <laughs> failure is hilarious. All signs <laughs> point yeah, to yes. Yes. I will spend, seriously, that's how I'll wind my night down is by sitting, just chilling. No kidding. Watching Fail Army or America's Funny Home Videos or something like that, the little clips. And yeah, people- He'll be sitting there crying <laughs> watching these videos. Yes. It's hilarious, man. Just- I mean, you know, you see the the guy who's trying to make the jump on the skateboard over the ramp, and he just lands face first in the dirt. That is great. That is great right there. I'm sorry. It is. He's like, hey, you got to see this. You got to see this. Look. <laughs> Someone just getting wrecked. Yes. Yes. I mean, it's like, oh, know. my gosh, is he dead? I always, I always get nervous. I get scared. I think medical bills, health insurance, <laughs> therapy. Because I, I did, I wrecked myself once and had like reconstructive surgery. So oh. now whenever I see some, I'm like, oh, are they okay? I mean, yeah. sometimes, I, I mean, definitely it's funny. But every once in a while when you just wonder, you know how sometimes it cuts away too soon? Yeah, and you're yeah. like, oh, I think he might have broken his yeah. neck. Well, see, there's <laughs> but a, you just don't know. There's a line. There's there a line. is a line. So like, so <laughs> I'm not a fan of like the super gruesome stuff. So, you know, oh, you like yeah. jump, uh-uh. he jumps off and like yes, breaks his is. arm. Backwards or something. Oh, I, he is. No, I'm not. That is- it freaks him out, but he still is like, oh my gosh, oh my gosh, but I got to keep watching. <laughs> but there's a line though. I mean, you know, anyway. Yeah. What about you? Is there anything fun or funny about failure? No, I don't like to fail. That is <laughs> yeah. correct. Yeah. I don't like to fail. Yeah. 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 Well, one of the reasons I started this podcast is because I don't either. Yeah, I really struggle with. I'm a I'm a perfectionist. I'm a recovering yeah. perfectionist. Me too. I want to know I can do it before I even try to do it, mm. and it has messed me up on multiple occasions because then it's like, oh, I'm just you know, I'm not even gonna try unless I know I can do it. Mm-hmm. Well, how do you know you can do mm-hmm. it unless you try? Mm-hmm. Yeah, like so, I'm not afraid of failure, but I don't like to fail. Like I want to plan things out well enough to try to minimize the opportunity for failure. But at the same time, I'm like, okay, you, you've got to take risk in yeah. order to succeed. And sometimes that equation includes failure. So, yeah. I mean, I'm here for it, but I don't like it. <laughs> That's why we are perfect together. Because I, he's like, I'm like, hey, we trying something new? Okay, jump right in it. I'm jumping. It's like, dude, you forgot your parachute, man. Nope, nope. Wait I'll, a minute. I'll build one on the way down. Let's go. <laughs> oh, I love I'll YouTube it. it. Yep, yep, I'll exactly. YouTube it. I'll figure it out that's on right, the way down that's the, right. in the air. I'll figure like, it out. No, that's that's stupid. <laughs> <laughs> so she keeps me in check. It's like this yeah. healthy like line between risk and stupidity yeah. that you got to find. Like Otherwise, you're dead. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, it sounds like y'all make a good team then. I think you'd make a great team. So how did you get to be that way? Because I'm, I'm on team Adrian over here, <laughs> right? Because I, I I mean, and, and granted, this podcast is basically me failing in real time. Like y'all are <laughs> potentially watching me fail live. Like this is the parachute on the way. Like I'm on the way down. I don't have a parachute. I don't know what I'm doing. Yeah. So, so I've kind of embraced it, right, with this topic and everything. That's why I like talking about it. But how, tell me how to, like, how did you wind up the way you are? Was it just, have you always been that way, even as a little kid? Yeah, I, I think, I think, so my dad was in the military, he was in the Marines. And so I think getting that every single day, I had an opposite effect of what he wanted. <laughs> so Really backfired. Like, really backfired. And so like, I know he was like, hey, this is what you need, discipline, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, okay, I'm going to go that way. You know, probably still like, oh, where yeah. did I go wrong with that boy? <laughs> and so I think that's where it is. I mean, it's just, it's just in me just to do, just to go for it. And 
you know, if I mess up, then I messed up. Oh, well, at least I tried. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So. Good. I think that's healthy. I'm not sure how my son is going to, I mean, I don't know how I feel necessarily about him doing that, but. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it suddenly changes when you right. have kids, right? <laughs> right, right, right. So, uh, yeah, and he's leaning more towards my personality yeah. <laughs> than any other. Okay. He is. <laughs> Yeah, it's not as much fun being the parent watching your kid jumping out of parachute. Right, right. Oh my gosh. <laughs> you need a parachute. Oh god, Eric. Oh, you know. Yeah, although that's pretty you're probably creating a resilient kid. Yeah, hopefully. Which is pretty yeah. That's I guess that's the goal, right? Yeah. Uh what's the most fun you've ever had at failing? Hmm. What are you laughing about? You wanna answer this question too? No, go ahead. I don't have it. <laughs> I told you your answer already. You did? <laughs> oh, that's so sweet. What did you say? Yes. What's his answer? I'd say the seat 20 oh, scenario was oh, yeah, a pretty fun failure. Because yeah. like everywhere we go now, like people will be like, oh, you're that you're that seat 20 guy. Like I voted for you. I don't know how you didn't win. <laughs> like literally oh, everywhere we go. Like yeah. he's he's like a new celebrity I'm for, not failing. Not. Oh, I mean, for failing. Oh, for failing. <laughs> well, that's so sweet. He didn't fail. Yes. Like <laughs> I mean- so I told him up front, I said, regardless of what happens, you've already won. Absolutely. And that's, that's really yeah. true. And so, he, I mean, he didn't win like the like the, right, the, the C20, grand prize. the grand prize, but the, he still won. But it's, it's just funny because now everywhere he goes, like, you're the guy, you're the, the Hope Tank guy. And he's like, yeah, yeah. I don't, I don't know why I didn't win, but thank you anyway. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there you go. That's yeah. My... Well, C20 also, for those people that don't know, they you have to... First, submit to be considered. Mm. Yeah. So then you were considered. So then you became the class of seed 20 out mm-hmm. of the 20. And then out of that 20, only 10 finalists yep. Yep. went to the night theater. Yep. So, I mean, you know, you won by getting selected. Then you won by getting on stage. And you also won $5,000. Yeah, yeah, so that's yeah. great. But yeah, you didn't win. I did not win. <laughs> <laughs> Fail. <laughs> It's so funny though, because literally everywhere we go, like people are like, "You should have won." I don't, I don't know how you didn't win, and it's like, you know, yeah. everything happens for a reason, that's and I right. think that's a part of the like, right, having fun with with failure yeah. because there's, you know, there's a plan in it all. Like that's right. it's kind of like someone explained it to me, like um, the American Idol, like right process. Like typically, you got the person who wins, but then. A lot of times the person who didn't win ends up getting more exposure right. and being more successful just from just from being up there on stage and people beginning to know who they are. Shout out to and the so, winners of C20, by the way. <laughs> no oh, yeah. shade. No shade. Yeah, no shade. No, no, no. Not no at shade all. at all. <laughs> I'm just saying, you know, some people look at failure mm-hmm. as, oh, yeah. it's it really is an epic fail. Like, right, right. Life is right. over. But that's really not the case. Like, there's still opportunity yeah. even when you didn't win. Yeah. That's right. how it is in most cases. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's not either or, yeah. mm-hmm. right? So this isn't, oh, you didn't win the big C20 prize, right, so right. that means yeah. zero, you got zero, right, right? right? Even the fact that you're being recognized, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. right? And people are coming to talk to you. Have you gotten more interest in the website? Have people been contacting? Mm-hmm. Do they want mm-hmm. help? Yeah, how, yeah. how has being on C20 sort of helped out? All of that, all of that. We've had some We've had some other monies come in from C20. We've awesome. had um, conversations and partners and people just, you know, us following up on our contacts and things from Good. that night. And so, I mean. A podcast with yeah. Alexis Fierce. <laughs> oh, there you go. That's the Alexis name. Alexis Fierce. Come on. That's that's dope okay. right there. I like that. Yeah, there you I go. like it. <laughs> we I made like it. it. We did it. That's it. We're done, y'all. Shut it down. This is over. It's my last podcast. I'm going on to be right. Alexis Fierce. <laughs> Well, and I love that. Speaking about following up, because yeah, so when I was chatting with you, and I that's when I met you also, mm-hmm. was that night and said, you know, I want I want to have you all on, on the podcast. This is going to be great. And then you followed up with me a couple mm-hmm. weeks later, and you're like, hey, so what's the deal? How can we make this happen? And it was like, you know, yeah, a few days later, we had a date set, and I was like, yep. yeah, you yep. know, which is so great because it's follow up, follow through. <laughs> And that's really how you make things happen. So the yeah. fact that you were just like, okay, I'm going to follow up on every lead yep. also um, indicates to me as the 
co-founders and the and the directors of this organization that y'all are serious, right? Mm-hmm. You want to make these connections. You want to make this happen. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I think that's great. Yeah. We're all into this. Like we're full in, like seriously, and our bank account says it. <laughs> <laughs> that's another yeah. funny that's, fail. That's a funny fail right there. <laughs> oh, like, no. funny? I don't know. It's funny. Actually, I don't, I don't know, know if we've actually laughed about I, that. We might need no. just a good laugh right now about... <laughs> Yeah, because if you don't laugh, you'll cry. <laughs> yes, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, nonprofit life is hard. Facts. Oh, absolutely. When, I mean, when you look at your personal, the the sacrifice you have to make to like lead a nonprofit, starting it up, like yeah. it's hard. Yeah. yeah, that's no joke. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, you have to, and again, you have to be committed. You have to mm-hmm. see that vision. Yeah. Right, which it seems like y'all can see. Right. Mm-hmm. With Definitely. you know, the hope tank. It's the it's the water, it's the machine, it's mm-hmm. the bubbles, it's That's the right. music. It's going to help people. That's right. Yep. So as long as you focus on that and don't let anything stop yeah. you. That's it. Um, speaking of which, can we just plug it? The website, yeah. What like where can people find out more information? Yeah. So website is hopevibes.org. It sounds spelled like it's it's no weird uh, hood hood version of it. <laughs> you got to plug that in, you know, because it's no Z's or no nothing. Straight hope hope vibes with an S. That's right. Like good vibes, but hope vibes. There you go. There you go. And we're on social media, all platforms: Instagram, Facebook, Twitter. Hope vibes, CLT. So how much, this is going a little bit off the lightning round, but how much do y'all need to raise to really get this thing off the ground? So right now we have, we're probably, we're a little bit halfway at our our initial goal, which is 30,000. Okay. So um, 30,000 will get the Hope Tank built and on the road. Um, And then obviously we need to have monthly supporters uh, to keep it running each month. Okay. So, yep. That's it. So since we're sort of off the lightning round anyway, let's just keep going. Yeah. Tell me about the hope. Describe the hope tank. What is the hope tank? Yeah. What is it going to do? How how does this work? Yeah. So the hope tank, imagine a vehicle. And in that vehicle is showers and laundry. Um, We, we, in our research and looking over things, we're like, actually, it's not even research. Just the initial idea was always to have laundry piece in there because we're like, who wants to take a shower and put on some dirty clothes? After that, I mean, you know, you want to be fresh, stay fresh. Yeah. And so having the laundry piece is such a big piece to what we believe that, and not believe, but even have con- had conversations with our homeless neighbors about. Um, and so imagine a vehicle with that shower, laundry, um, being able to go to any location, um, having onboard water and being able to hook up if if you partner with a business or a church can just plug a water hose to it and and be able to use water externally but also being able to have water on board to be able to if we're not in the area with water around we can still provide showers and laundry to um, our homeless neighbors and really it's and this is something that we don't really harp on a lot because the goal is for our homeless neighbors yeah but there's a lot of just communities that need that a laundry, like yeah. a washer and dryer, is would just change a, a single mom's day. Yep. Just rolling into a neighborhood and saying, "Hey, we have, you know, four or five washers and dryers here. Do you need to wash your clothes?" And like that in of itself can brighten somebody's day up, not even if they're homeless or not. Um, and so that uh, we don't really share about on that piece because we're focusing on homelessness. But that's where I see I see this, the vehicle, the hope tank in these communities that just need it. They just need hope. And it looks cool. Like the goal is the goal is that the vehicle would bring hope itself. Like you just look at yeah. it and just like, oh my gosh, like I have to smile. I have to have fun because of this vehicle that just rolls down the street. It's this big Tank looking thing, blasting outcast, b- blasting outcast, and <laughs> and, 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 and bubbles. Pump, pumping bubbles out the sides. I don't know, <laughs> but I mean the goal, and that's everything that we've tried to do is that from our name to the colors and our logo to just how we communicate online, everything provides a sense of hope. Um, right. And because there's so much just disparity and and people hurting in our culture, um, and not a lot of times we see just hope just being pumped out, boom, 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 and so. Yeah, people don't realize how significant like the laundry pieces. I um I came across this picture today on Facebook. 
and it's in a family dollar where they put up pictures of bottles of laundry detergent and you have to go to the front desk to actually get it because people are stealing. Right. Yeah. Big bottles of laundry we were, detergent. We were out. We were we out. We were on the it was plaza. Was it the C20 day? It was C20 Yeah, day. it was. The this day of crazy. C20, this... we went. We stopped in Family Dollar to buy some like some pens or something. And while, while I was in there, a dude ran out of the Family Dollar on the plaza, ran out with a bottle of laundry detergent. Oh, wow. And they tried to catch him, but he jumped in his little beetle and dipped out. drove down yep. Harris Boulevard. And we were like, dude, like- Is it like that? There wasn't Does anybody it... you could ask for some help with some laundry detergent. Like, we got you, man. You could have, yeah. we could have got you some laundry detergent. But I mean, it speaks to the great need. Like, I don't know if that guy was homeless or not, but homeless right. or not, clearly laundry is a, a yeah. issue for people. Right. Um, and so, whereas there are- a lot of vehicles across the nation and even in Australia, like they focus on the shower piece. Like we really feel like, you know, even though it takes more time to to include laundry into the the component of people having to wait and stuff like that, like it's worth it. Like it's needed. Yeah. Um, whether you're talking about homeless people or people who are living in extreme poverty scenarios, like yeah. that's a big deal. Did it remind you in that scenario when you see something like that, you're like, oh, Okay, yeah, we're on the right track. Yeah, it definitely You know, is, like yeah. these little indicators that sort of help point you mm-hmm. and just keep moving forward. Mm-hmm. You just witnessed it mm-hmm. right in front of you. Mm-hmm. You know you're onto something. You know people need help. Because yeah. mm-hmm. it's yeah. like in that moment, it's like, man, if, if I had the hope tank in that moment, like, yeah. I could have been like, hey, dude, like, here you go, man. Like, you don't right. have to potentially, because <laughs> if you would have got caught, it's like, right. okay, you're getting arrested over a bottle of Tide. Right. It seems small and insignificant sometimes when... When we're thinking about, okay, sometimes we got this thing where it's like, man, we're not really doing anything major. We're just, you know, we're we're helping with hygiene, but it's yeah, but that's major. bigger than what we think, you know, yeah. like yeah. for a person who doesn't have access, right? it's huge to them. Yeah. And for anyone listening who doesn't sort of, can't sort of comprehend what this is or what it feels like, I, th- I think, Emmanuel, you may have mentioned this on stage also. Right, just think about Charlotte in the summer. Yeah. Right, or think yes. about if you are out and you own a house and you're doing yard work in the summer, or you're running or just outside and you're sweaty and damp and moist in places that you shouldn't <laughs> be moist. Right? That's and so you loud. painted that picture all too well. <laughs> well. Oh, God. I do have a way with words. <laughs> Yes, it's not the most pleasant. It's the anti-fresh feeling. Yes. Right? Even if you can't take a shower, if you get back in those clothes that Mm -hmm. are wet and soggy and soiled and Mm -hmm. dirty, you're going to feel gross. There's no way that you can kind of hold your head up high after that situation. Exactly. So what you're trying to bring to people is... Just a brief, even just a brief respite from Mm -hmm. that where they get to... Be clean and put on clean clothes, mm-hmm. and it just sort of changes mm-hmm. the way you feel. You yeah, kind of walk out of that uh, bus and feel lighter, yeah. better, better, cleaner, yep. fresher, yep. filled confident. with more. Yeah, yep. confident, that's right? It. Like, what happened to stuff they have a an inter- or job interview yeah. or trying to get housing or something? Yeah, exactly, exactly. I mean, it changes everything. I mean, I mean, you just think about it for us who do have homes. I mean, some of us take two, three showers a day because we do different things. We work out, we do yard work, we do whatever. That is a part of our natural life. And we take those showers and afterwards we feel great. You might be sick. What do you do? I know for me, what I'll do do is I'll get in the shower and just let the water just hit me. Right. You know, it's just, you know, if you're congested, it's just, hey, you know, feels good. Right, and that's a that's a part of it, Um, right? And it's simple, but it's powerful. You know, like the concept of the hope tank is a simple. Just you know, we're talking about these are simple things that we all have, yeah, that have homes, but it's a powerful concept concept for those who don't have that. Yeah, so easy to take for granted. Yeah, we were underneath a bridge one day doing a hope pop up, and um, there was a guy that came out of a tent, and he had on a full chef uniform, and we were like. Okay, yeah. you're a chef? And he's like, yeah, I work over at the baseball stadium downtown. I just don't make enough to to get housing at, at this point. Yeah, And we're like, oh, wow. dude, like, 
it totally debunks the myths that people have about homelessness, like right. that everyone's just a lazy bum. Like a lot of the people we come into contact with, they're either working or they're looking for work, right. sometimes working multiple jobs. And you think about the implications of not only just getting a job, but keeping a job. So like, imagine like at some point, if he's not able to clean his uniform and he's smelling bad, mm-hmm. like it could be potentially, you know, an issue with keeping his job. Right. You right. know what I mean? And so there's so much of a great need for not just even getting a job, but keeping a job to have access to showers and clean clothes. Like yeah. it could be literally the launching pad to like changing the trajectory of a person who's living on the streets. Yeah. Right. So tell me about the idea, because it was your idea. So tell me about how this happened and what sort of sparked it. And then, mm-hmm. Emmanuel, what happened when you know she came home and just was like, oh, I have this idea. <laughs> and you were like, great, let's jump out of an airplane with no parachute. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> how, did this ha- how did this happen? It was totally accidental and totally unplanned. Um, I was on Facebook one day, and I was just scrolling, passing some time, and I came across this video where a homeless lady was sharing about her experience living on the streets and dealing with her menstrual cycle. And um, I had just never thought about that aspect of homelessness. Like, I've always had a passion for the homeless, but just never thought about that piece of it. And it was like, oh, gosh, duh. Like, it's already hard enough dealing with your cycle when you have everything you need. But when you don't have what you need, like, this is crazy. Like, she was showing how they would try to make tampons like out of toilet paper and other things to be able to survive or even how some women would just try as much as they could to just stay seated in one spot during the week um, because they don't have what they need. And so um, I shared the post on on my Facebook page and all of my friends were like, oh my gosh, I never thought about this either. What are you going to do about it? And I was like, wait a minute. I I was just sharing. They called you out. They did. I was like, I'm just sharing for awareness purposes. Like I'm not... I didn't have any intentions right, of like yeah. starting an organization or anything like that. And I think so, a lot of people would stop sharing stuff on Facebook. They <laughs> yes. We're all like, oh, now I have to do something about yes. it? Yeah. Yeah. And so, I mean, people started like, I mean, the, the thread just went crazy. Like people were like, when you go out, I want to go out with you. I'm like, I never said I was going out. <laughs> people started bringing us stuff and I'm like, okay, what are you doing? And so like- we had a friend that's like the project manager type, and she's like, okay, Adrian, this is what you're going to do. You're going to schedule a date. You're going to invite all these people out that said that they wanted to help you, and you're going to have an interest meeting. And then we're going to schedule a day to go out after we've collected stuff, and we're gonna we're just going to go. And I was like, we are? And she's like, yes, that's what you're going to do. And I said, okay. And so we did that, and we went out, and then we kept going out every month, and here we are. Like nice. totally unplanned. Yeah. Totally accidental. And so I tell people like, Social media isn't all bad. Like Facebook kind of pushed me into my purpose. Like absolutely, mm-hmm. I, yeah. I wouldn't have never imagined. I wouldn't have imagined that this is what we'd be doing. Like it wasn't in my five year, ten year plan for life or anything. Yeah. I never grew up thinking, oh, I think I want to have a nonprofit one day that serves the homeless. Even though I, I just, I always like it had a soft spot in my heart, but it wasn't the plan. Well, it seemed sort of organic. Yeah, that's exactly it. Yeah, yeah. Just felt natural. Yep. And it's it's interesting because so that's the official start of Hope Vibes. But like for us, for me, it was our first date. Like we had known each other. We've known each other for like 17 years, right? It's been a long time. And but we've been, this is our 12th year of marriage. And so we've, in that very first date, we had we're walking uptown and where I'm I'm doing the gentlemanly thing. I'm thinking I'm I'm doing good. I'm, you know, I'm opening doors and whatever. <laughs> and, but we're walking downtown and I look over at her and she's bawling. And I look at her and we had just passed a a, a homeless man laying on the streets sleep. And she looks at me and she's like, I, I wanna do more. I wanna help this mm-hmm. guy. And and I saw a level of compassion that I had never seen before for yeah. our homeless neighbors. Like, There's that superpower. Yep. Exactly. That's exactly what it is. And it was like, what in the world? Like, I'm not a mean person, and but I was like, I I don't have that kind of compassion Yeah. at that time for our homeless neighbors like this. I've seen this and I'm like, wow. And so like, obviously we get married and, and, we, and we would do little things here and there, just really just treating people with respect. And we, I mean, don't have, still don't have a lot of money or anything like that or resources to help. 
um, to the extent we want to. And even back then, it's like, okay, we're just doing little things. And I remember maybe like a couple, maybe three, four years ago, this is before Hope Vibes started. And I asked her, I was like, you know, we were talking about purpose. It's like, what do you, what do you want to do? What do you want? What's your plan? And she was like, I don't know. I'm, you know, I'm just here to support you. And at the time, we were doing some uh, like work at the church, and she was like, I'm just here to support you, and blah blah blah. And so she couldn't very clearly say, this is what my purpose is. Yeah. Then look now, and it's like, wow, like I, you, your purpose, you're in it. Like, and and like as a husband, for me, it's I'm like that's thrills me because I want to see her succeed. I want to see her be fully engaged in life and like to know that I'm able to help a part of be a part of her purpose. And now her purpose and plan is like, it's mine too. Like we're, we're just in this together and helping people. That's yeah, that's, I've been about that for a long time. And so to actually be in this together with her is really, really dope. That's great. (laughs) I mean, that's such a, it's so great that you are such a good team, you know, like, and just, support one another in that way and are inspired by one another in that way and also have different strengths Mm -hmm. that you can work on differently, which is fantastic. I like to watch This Is Us and um, the guy Randall and Beth. Beth is the best character. She says, we're a team, we're better together. And I'm like, yes, yes, we are. Yes, we are. We kind of like see ourselves as like the Wonder Twins. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Go and make stuff happen. And we're definitely... Better together, which is why he tricked me into being in here. <laughs> yes, know. that's exactly the reason why. Because I'm like, I'm, I'm good, but I'm just we're just better together. We can make this thing pop. Don't you want a husband who wants you to shine as next dope. to him? Yeah, that's exactly. I think that's great. It'd be, you know, it'd be a different thing if I was like, oh, you know, does does Adrian want to come on? You're like, nah, I got this. Yeah, yeah no, that's I the been like, no. Oh, Something <laughs> happened. Our podcast was canceled all of a sudden. I don't know. Yeah, that's not me at all. Right. Yeah. yeah. So I, I love that. So I, I hope you trick her into everything. Yes. I think Just it's kind bring of her a, on the stage. a comfort zone for both of us. Like, yes, yeah. it is. It like really if is. he could have had his way, we would have been both up there for seat 20. That's exactly and right. And yes. I was like, dude, like he was trying to Work it out for me to be backstage. And I was like, dude, you tripping. Like, no, Susan's going to kick you out. <laughs> Let me chill up here on the side. It's all good. But definitely, I think I think it's like, almost. it might be almost to a, a fault. Like, we might yeah, be I, each other's security blanket no, I was I was thinking, I, I was about to say that. Like, it could potentially be like that. But, you know, I, I mean, we in this together. So, I mean, I would, yeah. you know. I yeah. think it's good. <laughs> I think it's what a lot of people out there want and y'all have. So just say thank you and enjoy it. That's right. <laughs> All right. So back to the lightning round. There's one last question in the lightning round I want to get to. And then I want to get to your background and special needs teacher and performer and police officer and all sorts of stuff. What are some products or services that you use to make you feel like less of a failure? Adrian is my... <laughs> <laughs> oh, she's your product she, or service. Like, she helps me. Y'all don't understand. I would be all kinds of Whatever. messed up. They don't oh, understand. Oh, so, no, let them go. I would let be all go. kinds I of messed up. I, just be for real. Like, I, she helps me out so much. Like, for real. I'll be so, I'll be all the way messed up. I'll be probably locked in a room somewhere, shaking in the corner. Like, <laughs> YouTube yeah. is his answer. Facts. I mean, like, practically, though, I go to YouTube all the time for it. Is if I don't know how to do something, I'm going to learn how to do it. Nice. And he can YouTube, learn how to do anything. And we're going like, to figure it out. That's cool. It's crazy. Like, we'll be in a store and we'll see something we, we like and I'm like, oh, you can you can make that. And he's like, no, I can't. I'm like, yes, you can. Just YouTube it, Pinterest it. You always figure it out. And I mean, literally, he, he built me a dining room table. I showed him a table I wanted on Pinterest and he built it. It's nice. like super dope. Do you have a brother? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm, t- I'm taken, but I just feel like if there are more of you, there are some women that are listening that are going to be like, you need to, yes, not for me. I'm not trying to creep in. I'm not trying to creep on this. I'm, I am happily with my partner, but. My name is Adrian Threat. I know. Yeah. Now you yeah, are. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, nope, that's the side me. you don't want to see. You don't want to see that side. Literally asking for a friend. <laughs> Literally asking for a friend. Uh, so what about you? Do you have any, or what about her? Does she have any products or services that help her? All kinds of stuff. I mean, right. your apps. So she, she's a, she's a photographer. Like, well, she likes, she has an eye for photography, but she uses 
She she knows how to maneuver through them apps to make a picture. I'm look, a I'm faux a, graphic designer. Yeah, I'm not a real one. I'm like, a faux one. <laughs> she uses all kinds of stuff, and it's like, wow, you made that work. Like seriously, like made that work very well. And I'm like, I, I can't even. I mean, you can't even <laughs> argue with that. Like it, the, the results are amazing. Like he's a real graphic designer. And so he showed me a little bit of stuff, and then I yeah. found my own tools. Yeah. And I'm a faux graphic designer. Yeah. Oh, that's cool, though. Yeah. But and do you so, have any favorite? Do you have a favorite app that oh, you use? Yeah, Canva is my favorite. Canva okay. and SparkPost. Spark yeah. Nice. What's SparkPost? I don't know SparkPost. What's SparkPost? It's kind of similar. Like they have some templates, and like it's just one of those like apps where you can like manipulate pictures and words and. Make it look like something cool mm-hmm. that you put on Instagram or a flyer or Facebook cover or whatever. Awesome. So now I don't even do any any work. I just say, you got this. <laughs> <laughs> we had a photo yeah. shoot the other day and I'm like, I'm t- I got my camera out really good. She just, she has her phone out and it's like, click it. And I'm like, that picture looks so good. I would just use your pictures on your phone. <laughs> my camera's all like, I'll just tuck that away. <laughs> Even, so maybe it. he actually tricked you again. Now you're the social uh, media person. Well, for actually, that's <laughs> he does make me do like all the social media stuff, and it's kind of like not fair. Like you do such a good job, up. you know. It just uh, you're such killing a her with kindness. Yeah, you know. I see. I see where this is going. <laughs> it's not working. It is working. It's working great. The only reason why it works is because I'm a perfectionist. It's harder for me to wait for him to do it. I'm just like, I just need to get it done. I need like, because we had like our our serve day Saturday. Mm -hmm. And so I always like to like do a little post following the serve day and kind of like share with people like the, the volunteers that came out and like something interesting that happened. And, you know, I try to tell him, like, you know, you can do this sometimes, right? But see, then if he's going to wait a couple of days, I'm like, I can't, I need you to do it, like, right after. And he's like, I'm chilling. So then he kind of tricks me into doing it. It's not a trick. It's not a trick. You know my plan. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So while we're on the subject of products and services, we're going to take a quick break to thank our sponsor. But when we return, I want to learn more more about your backstory and what roles, flaws, and fears, and failure have played in your life, and more about Hope Vibes. So stay tuned. Soreness and pain isn't always the result of activity. This is a 60-second wellness tip powered by Ortho Carolina. Prolonged sitting in a car or at your job aggravates muscles and joints and can cause pain. A standing desk can help. The key to alleviating the discomfort that sitting can cause is changing positions more frequently during the day. Alternating between sitting and standing at your desk, in addition to taking walk breaks and stretching, can work to loosen those tight muscles and joints. The perfect standing desk should be high enough so your computer keyboard is at elbow level and your monitor at face level to avoid neck strain. Before you start standing at your desk, take into consideration any knee or foot injuries and wear flat, comfortable shoes. This has been your 60-second wellness tip, powered by Ortho Carolina, official team physicians of the Carolina Panthers and proud sponsor of the Queen City Podcast Network. For more tips or to make an appointment, visit orthocarolina.com. So where are you both from originally? I am from Wakanda. Stop. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my God. That's the best answer anyone has ever given and probably the best answer anyone will have ever given on the show. So thank you very much for that. You are welcome. It is my joy to be here from my homeland. Oh, we wow. bring you greetings from King T'Challa. So, oh my God, I'm so glad you tricked her into yes, coming. Yes, so <laughs> this we will we'll spend a whole day with accents like that. Just seriously, we would literally talk all day with to not us, not just us, but to everybody, and have everybody who we come in contact thinking we're from Africa. Oh, I love it. So. I want to do it too, but it doesn't sound right coming. You just me. have to practice. I was not always this good. <laughs> he trained me well. I did. And I went one time I was in the Noda area <laughs> and the lady in the b- boutique, um, me and some friends, we went there for a birthday 
And the lady, she she really bought into it. And I told her I was from Nairobi, and she believed it. She believed it. My friends told her that I was not telling the truth, but she was not sure. And so <laughs> it just takes a little bit of practice. So my wife is from Fayetteville, North Carolina. <laughs> okay, thank you. <laughs> a small tribe within the land of Wakanda. <laughs> no, it's Fayetteville, North Carolina. <laughs> I'm from Charlotte. I'm from here. <laughs> nice. Okay. So how did y'all, how did y'all meet? We met in Atlanta, actually. Okay. We met at a, it was a college retreat kind of thing. There's a, a campus ministry called Campus Outreach on UNC Charlotte's campus. And I didn't go to UNC Charlotte <laughs> at the time at all. I just hung out there all the time. <laughs> she went to UNC Charlotte. And so one of the friends that was I was hanging around with invited me to this, this uh, it was like a New Year's Eve conference. And she was there, I was there, and at the time, no shade, but at the time there wasn't a lot of chocolate chocolate people there. Got it. And so we were, we, you know what I'm saying, <laughs> us, us chocolate people got together, it was like, oh, okay. And so we just was just good friends and came back to Charlotte, and, you know, she was like my, my parents' adopted sister, and adopted, adopted daughter, sorry, not <laughs> sister, adopted daughter, and... uh yeah, that's how we met. See, I've never had a husband and wife on on the show before, so I'm like, <laughs> oh, nice. how did you know that? Like, so when did it yeah. go from friendship to love? <laughs> a long time after that. Yeah, it was like what, like five, five or six years after. years after that. See, I actually had this moment where I realized that, oh snap, she she's probably the one. But see, I wasn't ready yet at all. I was all the way crazy, hanging <laughs> out, doing all kinds of craziness. And she's met all my girlfriends, but I was. Not, oh, there was a man. moment where I was like. I'm not ready to to jump into this at all. I am not. And uh, so luckily she was uh, still around and available when I got myself together. But okay. she broke up with me like the first day. I asked yeah. her, I was like, hey, you want to you wanna make this thing happen? She was like, if you're not serious, then we, it's not going to work. <laughs> and so I, we were together for like an hour. And then she was like, she broke, broke up with, with him. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and so, yeah. <laughs> Time to be wasting. That's right. Wasting time out here if in the streets. You're not serious. <laughs> it's not gonna hour. work. Yeah. So you were yeah. you weren't messing around. That's right. All right. Yeah. But I'm glad she she eventually. So said why'd this. you take him back after that hour? Yeah. He said he was serious. That's right. I saw the potential. All right. I told you like, I'd be in a corner somewhere if it wasn't. <laughs> <laughs> It's like, okay, Randall, I see your potential. Stop. <laughs> Thank you, Beth. <laughs> so you have a background as a performer. Mm-hmm. And wh- so what happened, and I want to get a little bit, because I don't know as much about your background, Adrian, but performer, special needs teacher, cop. Yeah. How did this all, <laughs> so how that, did this all fit together? <laughs> Early on, me and my friend, we started a rap group. Like We were like 13 and just started rapping together. Um, and you know, just being silly, doing doing stuff, and we thought we were good. And so, but so I've been rapping <laughs> since. Thought we, yeah, thought we, we were thought good. We were you good. know what I'm saying? You know, ask my friend. He's he, we, we still are. We 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 out here anyway. <laughs> um, but uh, so from that until I mean, I still write stuff to now. It's obviously it's not as frequently, and I'm not as like focused on making it big or anything. I don't even know if that's a thing. It's not a thing for me. So, um, And so rap has always been in the picture. I kind of, I used to make make, make beats, rap, um, write, stuff like that. And again, I haven't, the C20 thing was like the first time I've ever done like a spoken word kind of thing. Yeah. Um, and, um, and so I kind of just combined what I, uh, the rap with that. And at a, at a couple years ago, I was preaching. I was a, past, I'm a pastor of a church for a couple of years, my dad's church. And so all of that merged together to for the C20 thing. It's like, okay, we're going to figure this out. And so... Yeah, um, it was definitely unique because I don't think anyone else took that approach. Yeah, yeah. And I, I, you know, I did my research on other classes, C20 mm-hmm. classes. And I'm like, I don't think anybody's ever done it like this. And so honestly, I was nervous because I'm like, I don't know how it's going to come off. You know, yeah, you took you a know, risk. Yeah, but it was cool, and it came out great. I loved it. Anyway, um, so <laughs> I loved it too. Yeah, <laughs> so that's the rap part. Um, there was a a few years before I was a police officer that I uh, worked as a special needs teacher, working with autistic kids. Man, I loved that, but it, I didn't at the time. I there wasn't any. I couldn't go to another level in it. It was just a, it. it was just a 
kind of like a a position that I just recently, I think we got married within that same time frame. And so I was like, man, you know, I need to make a little bit more money. Um, and so the opportunity came to go into law enforcement. And my dad, he had been wanting me to go in law enforcement for a while because he was a Charlotte police officer for when I was young. And so he was like, oh, this is a good avenue and th- different th- things like that. And so went to law enforcement, was there for about seven years. Three of those years, I was a youth crimes detective. And so I did child abuse, child sexual assaults, different things like that. And saw the other side of law and was you know engaged in the community and stuff like that on that level, which was really, really cool. I wasn't, I would say this, that I am appreciative of those times, of that time as a law, as a police officer, but I'm not designed to be a police officer um, because it's just like, there's a lot of really harsh structure in the, in the law enforcement world. And I'm abstract in all kinds of ways, just, just how I am. And so those things combine, like coming together clash a lot. Um, and so after that time, my time as a police officer, that's when I went to kind of took my uh, dad's church and pastored it for a couple of years while he was, he was running for Congress. And, uh, oh, that's and so cool. I, uh, while he was doing that, me and Adrian, pastored my dad's church and uh and then from there like he came back and we were like whole whole vibes organically (laughs) happened and we're like okay we're gonna follow this path yeah i guess we're doing this now yep that's it yep so what about you what were you doing before uh so after graduating college i taught in middle school in union county for about four years I taught seventh grade and eighth grade, and it was crazy. (laughs) And I realized, I don't think I enjoy this. (laughs) And so I came out of that. I'm still scared of middle school kids. Middle school and high school kids. (laughs) I'm still afraid of them. You should be. You should be. So I loved working with the kids, but not as a teacher. Mm -hmm. Like, I spent so much time dealing with discipline. Right. I think I probably would have been better in the, the field of, like, counseling or something like that. Um, Cause I, I mean, I was great with building relationships with yeah. them, but the discipline stuff is like you have to be like a totally different person. Like, yeah, you have to be like Adrian Threat and not Adrian Three, and I didn't like that. Um, and so after that, I, I think I worked at the police department yeah. for a while as a dispatcher, um, dispatcher and telecommunicator. Yeah. Um, that wasn't really for me either, and so then I went back into administration. And so I worked at UNC Charlotte for a few years with graduate students in the engineering department and then um, as an executive assistant for the Charlotte Research Institute at UNC Charlotte. What do you think like 10-year-old Emmanuel and 10-year-old Adrian would think about what you're doing now? He, (laughs) 10-year-old me would be, would laugh, would think it would be hilarious because 10-year-old me was extremely, extremely shy like introvert to the max i remember i remember 13 year old me being nervous to talk to people on the phone like i would have really? to call yes like i remember this like every once in a while like i would have to call somebody or something because my parents were pastors and so i had to call somebody and i would be so nervous my hands would clam up and like i'm calling talking on the phone i just was an introvert and all like every single part of me was really just nervous about doing that. And so obviously experiences in life has, you know, unpeeled that that onion. It's cool too, because when it he all talks goes back about to the onion. All goes back onion. to the onion. <laughs> it's cool too and going back to the C twenty thing, like him being on stage, like yeah. he talks about in the past, like when he was in college, yeah. how he took public speaking and, and failed, like he felt the failed class. public speaking. Really? Like, yes. Yes. Yeah, because so, I just was ner- like it just yeah. it just made me so nervous, um, and but I mean, it's being able to shift that and actually use use that nervousness and know that I mean, the people don't know. I mean, they don't know what's going on inside, and so you're just presenting something that it's like you don't have to show that you're nervous, right? You yeah. know, and then just once you get past you that, it. yeah, once you get past that, it's actually fuel to 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 do what you want to do or need to do. So, yeah. Right. What about you? What about 10-year-old you? I don't know. I think about 10-year-old me, like, 
I don't think I really liked myself that much as a 10-year-old. Like, I struggled with my weight as a kid. Mm. And so I didn't, I don't think I really liked myself. And I think now I like myself. And so I think it's, I think my 10-year-old self would be proud that my adult self likes who I am. Like, I remember as a kid, my, my aunt from Baltimore, she would always have those. You remember those big JCPenney catalog books? Oh, my God, yeah. <laughs> I would go through and flip through and find the girls in the book that I I thought were cool and that I liked. And I pretend to be that person. Like, I'd have this whole, like, imaginary world in my mind, and I'm pretending to be that person. And now it's like, dude, I, I like me. Yeah, you don't have to um, pretend anymore. You are so cool. I think... I think my 10-year-old self would be like, oh, I want to be that person. That's cool. Well, I think you're both really cool. (laughs) And I think what you're doing is awesome. And the world needs more of it and more of you. So um, if anyone wants to help, support, volunteer, get involved, y'all can follow along on Twitter at HopeVibesCLT. And also their website is www.HopeVibes.org. I appreciate the time. Appreciate you. I appreciate you too. Absolutely. (laughs) And if you are ever in my land, Wakanda, (laughs) you are more than welcome to visit. We will lay out a fine spread for you. I would be honored. There you go. You did it. Come on. (laughs) You did it. (laughs) Alex is fierce. (laughs) Thank you, Adrian Threat. (laughs) (laughs) All right, folks. Thanks for coming. You can follow us on Twitter. At Fun Fail Podcast. And if you have questions or suggestions about upcoming guests, sponsorship opportunities, or just want to say hi, our email address is fun at funwithfailure.com. Thanks for coming. And until next time, go have some fun. <laughs> <laughs>